Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The new main event facility out here at Chesterfield opened up last night, and Chris Pronger was one of the people that was making his way around. Prongs, uh, you seem like uh, an arcade sort of guy. (laughs) (laughs) What do you like about uh, main event, and what's your, your number one game? Only when it's like the old Atari games and you got to hit A, B. The, those, the, the, like Pong? Yeah, the controllers now and everything. There's too many buttons to press. But, uh, no, I just like the fact that uh, it's for all ages. It, you know, young kids, so young adults, old mm-hmm. adults. Um, you know, it's one size fits all, which is great. You can kind of have the whole family out. Everybody kind of has their own area to kind of... Uh, really get around and whether you're in the ropes course or the arcade games or bowling what have you there's food you know etc you know adults and uh, and kids <laughs> you told me that you grew up around a bowling alley how good of a bowler are you now uh, not very good <laughs> not very good it's funny I uh, when I was playing in Anaheim we did a, a bowling a kind of team building event and I woke up the next day before practice and I couldn't figure out why my calf was so sore. And then I remembered I was pushing off oddly for two hours straight. So it's not in my repertoire. I'm not Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I'm not in the Bowling Hall of Fame. <laughs> you were supposed to get your number retired last season. That was preempted because of COVID. So now it's going to take place in January. How excited are you about having the number 44 going up into the rafters at Enterprise Center? That's pretty special to uh, obviously go up there with some of the Blues greats and and uh, you know you look at Bobby Plager up there now and and Bobby Gassoff and Barkley and Hully and Al and uh, Bernie and Brian Sauter and you know everybody's known by their first name nowadays uh, <laughs> in that group so uh, it's pretty special and uh, you know I think you got Al on one end you got me on the other end kind of sandwiching uh, sandwiching the rest of the crew so uh, it's it's going to be exciting I want to read you a tweet from Al McInnes from last week when the Blues announced that it did take place on January 17th that he wrote some pretty good defensemen wore the blue note since 1967 but none better than number 44 when Prongs would at, was at his best I would argue no one had a better all-around game the last two defensemen to win the Hart Trophy were number 44 in 2000 and number four Bobby Orr in 1970 72. Need I say more? When your old partner, a fellow Hall of Famer, writes something like that, that nobody had a better all-around game than Chris Pronger, how do you react? Well, it's a, you know, you have somebody of his uh, stature in the game saying stuff like that about you. It's it's humbling, and, and uh, you know, I think when you look back on your time, I certainly learned a lot from him, and um, you know, I was 20 years old when I got here and, and uh, spent a lot of time with Al, both on and off the ice, and, and, and really kind of watched how he uh, handled the media, how he handled himself, uh, you know, from a pre- professional standpoint, dealing uh, with training and, and 
people in the building, people outside the building, uh, off the ice, and, and certainly, uh, you know, he holds himself in high regard, as he should. You may have watched how Al handled the media, but you didn't handle the media the same way <laughs> as Al McKinnis. <laughs> no, you need to ask a very good question to get a very good answer. <laughs> and if you don't, you will know you didn't ask a good question. <laughs> uh, that's uh, held true from day one. I think I softened a little as yeah. my career got on, but uh, I think I brought my intensity and fiery nature from the ice into the locker room after games or after practices and uh, you know once you have kids you kind of have yeah. ulterior motives and other things going on that you need to worry about I, rather than the media. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed it though I, th I thought it was kind of fun to have somebody that would banter and and spar with the media a little bit I, I enjoyed it. It's entertainment uh, and uh, I, I would say a lot of people in Philly uh, <laughs> towards the latter part of my career enjoyed it as well especially with the media there but uh, you know I think it needs to be enjoyment enjoyable and, and you need to be able to give a, a decent answer instead of uh, good Lord willing and all the cliches that uh, that are out there so uh, ask a good question and you will get a good answer definitely and if you don't yeah sorry look out <laughs> have you ever had a number your number retired by any other team juniors peewees anything uh, yeah actually my number was retired in uh, in Peterborough and what, did, was it 44 then too no it was uh, number six so. Back in the day, it was number six. And I, actually, I, was, I wanted to be number four there because of Bobby Orr, but uh, somebody else had it. I was a rookie, so I didn't get it. And then when I got drafted by Hartford, uh, number four was taken. That's why I took number 44, and I just stuck with it. And then you only had it once after you left here, right? You had it in Edmonton and then never wore it again. And then when I got to Anaheim, Robbie Niedermeyer, who was drafted the same year as me, uh, had, had 44 already. And then... Uh, when I got to Philly, Kimo Timonen was already 44, and I had already changed my number once, so why not again? <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you think of this year's Blues? Here we are, two years removed from the Stanley Cup. About half of that roster remains. How do you look at this group? Well, I think you said it, half the roster remains. It, it, there's always turnover uh, with players aging, players developing, players coming up in the system. Um, you need that fresh blood, and, and especially in the salary cap era, you need to be able to handle... Uh, new players coming into the lineup. You have to have a development pipeline. There's always going to be injuries. There's going to be, in this case, you, you got question marks with Tarasenko. You got uh, other players coming into the lineup, and and really, it's trying to integrate those people into the system, into how you want to play, uh, and get back to where they they want to be, which is winning a Stanley Cup. A fan says, "What happened with Tarasenko? You you've played the game, and sometimes you're." your comfort level or your desire to play with a franchise just ends as you observe what happened there what what's your take on it I think it's a number of things you know I think he's unhappy with uh, what's how his shoulder has kind of played out over the number of years here with three shoulder surgeries and uh, you know and I'm sure vice versa on the other side of it they're not happy with this play his inability to get healthy um, and, and sometimes you, complacency sets in where you get comfortable in a city. Um, I know moving around helped me really stay with it, stay prepared. Um, you know, as my career went along, you, you become a leader, you become a, a guiding steward of the game for the younger guys on the team. And, uh, and you're always kind of preaching how to be a professional, much like Al did for me when I got here. Um, you know, so you try to get those players to kind of buy into how you need to play and how you need to perform on and off the ice to be a professional and, and 
how to create a winning culture and a winning environment. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you would have preferred to stay here, right? They were tearing down the team and you were a, a victim of that, but you would have preferred to remain a blue, right? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to. <laughs> <laughs> it was not going to be a good team. Uh, no, and uh, it wasn't. I don't know. You could argue it, it might not have been as bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I so, thought. So, you know, I I can't argue with, with how things played out. You know, we can always look back and say, what if it didn't happen? What, I might not have went to Edmonton and went to the finals. I might not have went to Anaheim and won a cup. I might not have went to Philly. Uh, and, and went to a finals and, and met the people that I met. And, and you meet people not only in the game but outside the game. And there's a lot of uh, close friends that we've met along the way that, uh, that are really special to our family and, and my career. One more thing about the Blues. Everybody that observes the team says they need a big defenseman. Uh, Chris Pronger was a big defenseman. Is that in this game now more important, as important, less important than when you played? I think you still need to have a hard-nosed player. I don't know if need, they need to play to that level, but you need some physicality, some jam back there, to some nastiness to a certain degree. But they still got to be able to play the game. They got to be mobile in, in the way the game's played now. They got to be able to move the puck. Um, so it, it can't be, you know, a, a, a one piece or one dimension. It's it's got to be a part of. Uh, how things play out uh, as a whole. Okay, finally, ski ball, bowling, pop a shot, or just old-fashioned uh, video games. What, what are you going to go with if you need to win here? Ooh, <laughs> ski ball, that's for sure. That's just, it's so easy on my body, very sore. I can just slowly roll uh, and then give it a little extra when I need to hit the money shot. All right. Good luck with the ski ball. And we're looking forward to January 17th. That'll be fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming to the main event. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday. And as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.